It's National Athletic Trainer Month, and today we have one of the best as our special guest here on the Seacoast Sports Forum. Arguably one of the premier athletic trainers in the Granite State, and I'll even include New England, and uh, has been an integral part of the Exeter High School athletic programs, plural. Uh, Heidi Kirby, welcome to the Seaco Sports Forum. Thank you. That's very kind of you. You know, if, if there's a sporting event involving the Blue Hawks, uh, this lady is the most important person in the, either the building or on the field. Uh, we'll call you a fixture or a mainstay. How many years has it been? It will be 20 as of August. 20 years. Time has yep. flown. Time has flown. So this is my 20th winter season, if you will. Wow. Well, what, what, let's start off with a basic question. What, what interested you in getting into the athletic training? Um, honestly, I wasn't going to be an athletic trainer. Oh. I was going to be a physical therapist. Okay. That, that was my interest that, and um, believe it or not, English literature. Hmm. I'm an avid reader and I've been told I, I write very well. So, you know, yeah. I always was like, oh, maybe I should become an editor or something like that. But my sister went to school for athletic training. My high school didn't have an athletic trainer. I went to a small school in Massachusetts. And somehow my sister found this and started into it. And she got me liking it. Hmm. And the schools that I applied to for physical therapy didn't accept me for physical therapy. Due mostly to um, not having like physics class or calculus class or that type of thing. And... um, so she talked me into going to the school that I went to, which was Bridgewater State. Well, it's university now. It was college back when I went. Um, and I fell in love with it. And she's like, well, go for athletic training and they get you master's in physical therapy. And I became an athletic trainer and I haven't looked back. Well, I, I will tell people that we will not get specific, obviously, on dates, times, and names right. for, for today's uh, interview. This is National Athletic Trainer Month. Yes. Uh, and and uh, do, you, do you folks do a lot of networking, or how, how does that go about? We do. I mean, um, I know pretty much most of the ATs in the state, but I've also been here for quite a while. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're the senior, aren't you? Are you one of the senior ones? <laughs> well, I, I guess I am considered one of the seniors, but there are the greats, like the... Um, the Salem AT who's been there, gosh, he's got to be there at least 30 years plus. Okay. Um, he also teaches there. He's not just an athletic trainer there. And, you know, and, and a couple others like at London Derry, one of the two um, has been there for a long time. And actually the second eight athletic trainer that is there um, was a student under her. Ah. So, yeah. And, and I find now that I have some former students that are athletic trainers <laughs> that, it, you know, so we go on like Natalie Pollitt, who's over at Raymond High School. Um, she's a former Blue Hawk. So excellent. excellent. And we actually work together. So yeah, I, want, I want to get into that in a few seconds here. But I guess what I was going to ask you over the years, and like you say, you've been there 20 years at Exeter. Um, OK, I'm going to ask you, what's the worst, worst incident you had to deal with? Um, there's been a few, but, um, you know, we have had a few injuries that, that are lower extremity, um, like a knee dislocation, not a kneecap, like it was the tibia translated forward on the fibula. I mean, the femur. So it was a a full Mm. dislocation. Mm. Um, so that was, it was, you know, 
tough to deal with. Um, I had an injury from an away team, actually, um, where the kid's helmet popped off and took a hit. Wow. So I had to call an ambulance, you know, and, and I was worried for him. Um, you know, different things like that. He ended up being fine. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I've had some freaky stuff. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what are the strange ones? I mean, ones? There's, there's been, uh, this <laughs> is just coming off the top of my head. I mean, I've seen so much, yeah. you know, 20. Yeah. I've been certified for more than 20 years. I, I worked college level and industrial before I came back to the high school. Mm -hmm. um, I had a kid, actually, you always remember your first bad injury. And this was not at Exeter High School. It was actually at, in Norton, Massachusetts. And um, it was a non-breaking curveball for a baseball player. Oh, Ooh. And when he turned his head, his helmet was too big and his helmet stayed where it was. And he got caught right in the orbit, like Ooh. just below and everything shattered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was God years ago. Um, and it was the first time they'd had an athletic trainer at the high school. So I was trying to deal with that and, and deal with the coach who's like over the kid. And he's like, it's okay. The athletic trainer is here, but then he didn't move. It's like, okay, coach, but you need to move so I can take care of him right, <laughs> you know, because right. they're not used to having someone. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate at Exeter that the coaches are great. So, now, but yeah, he shattered all of it. And it happened a week before the prom and oh, he ended wow. up having surgery and had wow. his jaw wired shut and everything. Oh. Day oh. of the prom. I felt so bad for the girl who was supposed to go to prom with him because she lost her prom date. <laughs> oh, so. Well, what now are there limitations uh, when you're dealing with an injury like something like that? I mean, uh, you can go just so far and then you have to call in, you know, the, the ambulance or the. the oh, I, I knew I needed to call the ambulance at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just just to be safe. Um, I have had freaky things with like lacrosse. I had a, a rain, a rainy game. And it's not supposed to happen, but it's those freak things that do. A ball went through the cage of the helmet. Ouch. I mean, they're designed so that doesn't happen. But wet conditions, force and velocity, it popped right through. And the, the kid ended up having an issue with his eye. So I called the ambulance. Okay. Um, I called his mother, too. And she was more concerned about him having a, uh, a concussion. And I'm like, I've checked him out. He's not showing signs of that, but I called names because I'm more worried about his vision. Right, <laughs> she right, didn't kind of right. grasp that. Um, luckily, after seeing an ophthalmologist, um, he ended up being okay. Now optometrist, you, ophthalmologist, whatever it is. You brought up a, a key word, and, and we're going to take it to two, two levels. First off, protocol hmm. or protocols. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to injuries, now I know in the majority of the sports contact sports it's it's concussion that's the what everybody is is key that's on right what everyone, now. yeah and so what what now what are what are the protocols for somebody to, that's a lay person well we have um a state law which is great because you know parents can't fight with you coaches can't fight with you right. um anytime a kid takes a hit to the head um it doesn't even have to be a hit to the head it, it's you know, any type of whiplash or anything like that, um, and a head injury is suspected, the kid comes out of competition, whether it's the coach who pulls him, whether I ask the coach to pull him, or whether the sports official, for whatever game it is, sends them off the field. Okay. And then I evaluate them, or the athletic trainer on the sideline evaluates them, and we go from there. And there's different tests that we do, and, you know, cognitive stuff, balance stuff, 
it, it's it's in depth and it's it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a five minute assessment. And I honestly try not to do the assessment right away because and that angers coaches like it annoys them. And I get that because um, you want your kid back, especially if it's well, you know, the kid wants player. to come back too. Well, the kid right. Wants to come and back I've in. had kids get annoyed too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they can be lit up. And then they're completely gone. Like it's transient and it goes away and they're completely fine. Mm -hmm. And there's other times when they're completely fine and then they go right downhill within the next five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I always try to wait a little while before I do the assessment. Um, That's me personally. Every AT is different. Every athletic trainer is different. People automatically just want to jump up and get going. Let's go, you know, especially athletes. You know, it's like, I'm fine, coach. Put me back in and their eyes are going back and forth in their head. Yeah. You're right. Now, the other protocol, obviously, it's uh, taken front and center since last March when COVID uh, basically shut down the athletic season for a lot of teams and a lot of schools. Um, how did you get involved in that with, with especially the Exeter program? How, do, how did that work? Well, our school nurse, she's done an amazing job. Um, and so has Bill Ball, the athletic director. Um, you know, he spearheaded all of that and anytime there's an issue with a kid I send them right to Bill um or any coach everything goes through Bill um and and through the school nurse so that's nice um you know we have all the protocols in place where the kids have to be screened they have to have their temperature taken before coming in you know to practice everything is spaced out so that kids are not passing each other in the hall we got all kinds of social distancing going on. Um, you know, anytime I've had a kid who comes up to me, well, Heidi, I was out, but I tested. And I, nope. Go talk to coach ball, get that taken care of. And, you know, all the protocols are in place for quarantining and everything like that. Now, did the state coordinate any of that? Or did like the uh, trainers have statewide input in how it was handled with the NHIA or, um, yes and no. Okay. Um, the, the state tends to let every school do what they feel is best for their school. Okay. So, and that comes down a lot from like, even like, you know, with governor Sununu, like with school mm-hmm. protocols, he didn't right. want to, you know, pass down mandates for anything. Right. And he wanted each school to come up with their own. Okay. And, and from what I've seen at Exeter high school, I've, I've, Sam Bruno, my co-host here has asked me in the past, you know, how, how is it up there? And I felt safe. I, I think that, you know, they're doing a great job because everybody's spaced out. You yeah. know, everybody's got their own little, well, I don't want to call it a bubble, but you know, you're, you're protected, you're distanced. And that's, I guess the biggest thing here. And we're wearing masks. That's the big yes. thing too. Yes. And uh, that's, that's, but it's added to your, well, I don't want to say uh, burden, but it's something else you have to concern yourself with too, obviously. Right. Everybody's following those protocols, you know. Right. It's, and it's, it's, it's cut down on me being able to give, I don't want to say care, but um, like therapy with the kids, you know, that have injuries, I'll teach them exercises and basically say, okay, do these at home. Cause I don't want them in the room for long periods of time, right. you know? And, and if there's a hockey player that needs me, I need to try and coordinate it that they're not in there at the same time as basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's so that we're not mixing cohorts. Well, that brings up a good topic that how every sport obviously is a little different. How do you, how do you handle your position as a trainer for the different sports. I mean, uh, how do you, how do you prevent the injuries? I guess that's the question. 
You know? Okay, so the, the proper term is athletic trainer. Athletic trainer. <laughs> yeah, not just oh, trainer. Sorry. sorry. Athletic trainer. Um, I, will, I stand corrected. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I change my masks between games. You know, if, if I go from the hockey rink to the high school, I'll wear a different mask. Um, I'm no longer on the bench for hockey, which makes me sad because I like being with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually sit in the stands right now, but in a place where everyone can see me if I'm needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have like a big bubble around me so that mm-hmm. no one's around me. Um, you know, so it's 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 weird because I am probably one of the only ones who does kind of intermingle with all the cohorts. Um, but I am fully vaccinated. So no, the state of New Hampshire recognizes athletic trainers as first responders, mm-hmm. which it yeah. should. I yeah, mean, should, yeah. I can't I can't social distance and hold C-spine at the same time. So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, so, you know, I still go all through the same protocols. I have to make sure I fill out the forms in the morning before I go into the school and do my temperature check, all of that. Do the do the individual coaches though? Do they have their own way of of, of training for, for uh, flexibility and all the different things, the skills or whatever you want? Uh, does that involve you at all, or uh, how um, do you? Get- sometimes um, some coaches ask me to set up um, like um, strength training programs mm-hmm. or um, a flexibility, such as a uh, uh, before practice they do a dynamic warm up, which is, it's, it's basically stretching with movement. So, um, there's been some coaches that I, you know, will set that up for, um, not all of them. Okay. So, so, so I was going to ask the, 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 our producer, the fellow who puts this program together, uh, Bob Glowacki. Now he is a runner and, uh, matter of fact, you're familiar with Bob. I'm very his, familiar with Bob. Days yes. Exeter High. Uh, so, uh, just take a simple thing like running or walking. Uh, and, and for the, the person that's just well, walking, I guess they say is the best exercise. And if we get yep. spring, people get out and just walk, uh, any advice on, on just warming up or, or anything they should, people should do to prevent injuring themselves, especially as it was spring weather hits. Yeah. I mean, um, lower extremity stretching is important, especially with walking, um, stretching your calves out, stretching your, you know, your quads, your hamstrings type of a thing, opening your hips up. Um, most important thing is making sure you have good footwear. Yeah. Amen to that. uh, I found um, that out the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to be like, I'm going to go walk five miles and wear snow boots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's no good. (laughs) No. And, and, or flip flops, you know, depending on the time of year. Um, it's important to have a good foundation in your shoes. So, you know, that helps ward off the injuries. People, people uh, scrimp on, uh, and, and it seems like all the uh, athletic footwear now is is emphasis on softness and sponginess. And and I had a doctor years ago say, you have the flattest feet I've seen in a long time. And he, and he sent me to one of these places that specializes in running shoes. And I got the, they call them the beast. That's that's how tough they are. I mean, yeah. to, to get my arches a, a chance when I was walking or running, because I was a pronator. Is it pronator? That's yep. what it is, right? Yes. So, yes. you know, and, and, and I learned the hard way because believe me, having had both knees done, you know, I had the bilateral knee surgery uh, replacement and uh, people don't want, don't want to go through that. Believe me, if you don't have to, don't, you know what I mean? No. Do, do preventative medicine. Like right. you just said, stretch, get your weight down, taking a nice walk, you know? Yeah. And I think once spring comes, a lot of people will be definitely out there doing their walking and running again. Well, if you had a, a let's do a shark tank moment. If you had a, a 
some sort of a device or an object or, or, or even a plan to uh, help people prevent injuries? Is there something you could think that make your life easier? Uh, that I could design, not so much because there's so much out there that makes my life so much easier now. <laughs> are there, well, let me bring up, are there things that you just, and I don't want to get too specific with name brands, but uh, you know, the things that you just say, if the kids come to you and say, hey, was this any good? Are the things that you say, uh, no, you know, like avoid that or some an object or a gimmick or whatever? Yeah, there's there's a few. I mean, for a while it was these 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 shoes that um, basically were supposed to strengthen your calves and make you jump higher. Are those so basically, springs? Springs no, you're thinking no? of the shocks from Nike. Oh, shock, it wasn't yeah. those. Okay. Yeah. Those are a, that's a whole other issue because oh. those things were created for straight ahead running, and mm -hmm. then they decided to to market it to everything. And I had such an uptick in ankle injuries from those shoes. I'm so glad when they went out of style. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Everybody is trying to make a, a, a quick bucket, uh, especially design, you know, the style. It's not necessarily the, the purpose is, is kind of lost in the, the styling. <laughs> yeah. Support, giving you support, whatever the sport or, or uh, athletic adventure in uh, skiing or whatever it is you know there's always somebody trying to come out with the slickest newest and oh absolutely you know, you know so I, I was gonna say the best thing probably is use caution warm up things like that yep if you were going to give somebody basic advice it's just like before you do any exercise warm, warm up, up right yeah right just, just take it and don't overdo start, it you know like and, and if you do. don't know what to do start slow and pace yourself before you yeah. you know go out and and one of my favorites Keep, keep hydrated. That's one of my favorite too. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's more cramping and <laughs> especially in the summertime. Yeah. Now, if you, if somebody out there in high school right now uh, or in college uh, wanted to become a, an athletic trainer, uh, what's your piece of advice for them? Normally I tell the kids don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. Come on now. Um, well, it's a lot of hours and, and it's a lot of dedication. You have to love what you do. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the kids show me that they're interested in it until I explain to them what's involved. And then right. they just kind of look at me. Um, I love what I do. And not every day feels like work. And I think the kids see that and I make it look fun to them because I'm having fun. I, I enjoy working with the high school kids. I mean, I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm never going to be. Um, and I'm okay with that. But, you know, a lot of times I'll tell the kids it's now it's gone to a master's program. Mm -hmm. So you come out with a master's degree, but the salary hasn't really caught up yet with the whole fact that it's a master's degree. So a lot of the entry level jobs are, are not high paying. So you have to love what you do and, and you know, you're not doing it for the money. Well, you, uh, you can tell having observed you over many <laughs> years now that you, you do, you really love what you do and uh, you know, you're always there and that's what counts. I mean, there's, you can't phone in your job obviously no. you have to be there and and you have to and and the first thing you see especially when an opposing team comes in and somebody gets injured where's the trainer where's the trainer yeah they do <laughs> and you're always there they don't have to worry about you know scooting around trying to find you you're always right there at the event whatever it is uh and that's that's a big thing um national athletic training month now how long has that been going on oh goodness um you're 20 years in so i want to say at least 10 years if okay. not longer um 
I've been doing it for so long that I can't keep track. I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. No, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I, I you know, I, I went back and did a little, little homework and uh, yeah. I noticed that it has gone back quite a few years. So, yeah. and, and again, it's, it's a national thing so that you do some networking and, and, uh, right. Uh, is there an organization you officially belong to? Yeah, so I belong to the National Athletic Trainers Organization, okay. um, and they also, um, you know, head up our board of certification, Athletic okay. Training Board of Certification, and um, you know, have to be certified, and we have to con do continuing education and all that type of stuff. So um, we do have conferences. Back in January, I had the Eastern Athletic Trainers Conference, which is basically all of new england and then your mid-atlantic states well Heidi, usually at the end of our program we do what we call the two-minute drill and and just you know anything that's on your mind that that uh, you'd like to throw out there on the table for us i want to say and i haven't done my homework and i haven't looked lately but i want to say not every high school in the state of new hampshire has an athletic trainer mm -hmm. which is a shame um i know of a friend of mine who um, had an athlete collapse on her from an away school mm. and that away school didn't have an ET. So, you know, it, it's, it's a disservice to the kids. It's becoming a, almost, it's becoming a necessity if, if they're going to yeah. be serious with the athlete of uh, the athletics, right. uh, you know, they have to consider that when they're doing their budgetary process or whatever. Right. Even uh, if it's just for game coverage, you know, well, we're going so, into, uh, I was just going to say, we're getting into uh tournament time for a lot of teams and uh, spring sports is around the corner and uh again spring weather usually uh you know gets everybody out of the house and right. hopefully being a kind of a covid still a covid year but it's getting a little better thanks to the vaccinations getting out there and then right they're relaxing a little bit people uh just you know i'm going to say to you heidi kirby stay well and keep those student athletes uh competing for years to come for us uh, you, you do a great job uh, representing the athletic trainers and uh, not only just here in the seacoast area, but you know, throughout our nation, and and you know, celebrate this this uh, this month. You, you you deserve it. You really do. Thank you. For my two minute drill, I just want to acknowledge the passing of a legendary basketball coach here in the seacoast, Danny Parr. Uh, over a fifty three year coaching career, boys and girls basketball at Hopkinton, St. Thomas, and also Portsmouth High School. He amassed 704 wins. What an accomplishment. And the men and women that he coached over the years on the basketball court are all better people for having been under his tutelage. My first uh, meeting with Coach Parr was during the NHIAA basketball tournament at UNH several years ago. Um, I was the public address announcer for the first time, and I was nervous, I'll admit it. And Danny was one of the organization officials that uh, was representing the NHIAA. And like I say, he knew I was nervous, but he was a real calming influence. Hall of Fame coach, Danny Parr, a true gentleman, he will be missed. This is Sherm Chester, inviting you to join us for our next edition of the Seco Sports Forum. Be sure to subscribe to Exeter TV on YouTube and hit the bell to get notified about new episodes of the Seco Sports Forum and other local content. Follow the Sports Forum team behind the scenes on our Facebook and Twitter pages and send us your game footage and photos to our email. That's secosportsforum.extv at gmail.com. This is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum.